Hey everyone, welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show. Today's episode is lessons from a divorced pastor's wife, moving forward with a gray divorce. In this live broadcast interview, we sit down with Christina, a divorced pastor's wife, to gain valuable insights on moving forward with a gray divorce. Adding to research by AARP, most gray divorces are initiated by women. Regardless of who initiated the divorce and why, Christina's message is empowering and self-confidence builder for women in the church to love themselves enough to choose to move forward. As a Christian wife, Christina shares her thoughts on how she feels when someone brings up the topic of submission and what advice she would give to a young wife in her 20s. Join us as we explore Christina's journey and learn how her perspective can help Christian wives stand up for themselves and move forward after a difficult divorce. Again, welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show, where you're about to go on a wellness-driven ride. Ever heard of Stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of Stoicism with a lowercase s and not Stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three-times-a-week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it. Let me tell you a little bit about our guest today. Christina is an experienced pastor and she is passionate about using her experiences to empower and inspire others. In a TEDx talk titled Lessons from a Divorced Pastor's Wife, she will share the lessons she has learned over the years with the goal of empowering recently divorced women over 50 to take control of their lives. While the location is still to be determined, Christina is excited about the opportunity to share her message with a broader audience. Through her talk, Christina hopes to encourage recently divorced women to realize their self-worth, rediscover their identities, and redefine their destinies. Drawing on her own journey as a single mother and Gigi after 35 years, Christina knows firsthand how challenging it can be to navigate life's unexpected twists and turns. 
Part of Christina's message is also directed towards wives in their 20s. She believes that certain practices are often overlooked but vital to a lifetime commitment to one's spouse. With a warm and compassionate approach, Christina's hopes to provide guidance and support to women of all ages who need it. Please help me welcome Christina. Hello. Hi, I, am, I am so honored to be here with you today, April. Thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Wellness Driven Life Show. My pleasure. So let's share a little bit with the audience of who you are. Who, who is Christina? Share from the beginning. We want to know all about you. Well, I was the first uh, granddaughter in my family, and I experienced a life-altering um, car accident when I was a senior in high school. This left me um, comatose for 13 days. I had a stroke while in my coma that left me paralyzed on the right side of my body. Wow. And my left vocal cord, which is still partially impaired. I shattered both hips, broke my left clavicle, my right jaw in three places, ruptured my bladder, my right ovary, and had a contusion on the brain. And I'm a walking miracle. They told me that I would never have children. Um, I have four of the most amazing children, and I have a daughter in love. And my oldest daughter has a very serious, engaged boyfriend, Ryan. <laughs> and, and I do, Christian and Tabitha gave me two grandsons. So I am currently a Gigi. I'm too young to be called grandma. And so life is grand. It's, um, so I've went through my accident and um, I met Michael, my former husband at Bible college. And well, let's go back just a minute because okay. that is a, that's a bang of a, of a bang. beginning where you <laughs> had this life altering experience and, and yeah, that really shook up your world and you were young. Yes. I was 17. It was the week of finals, the first semester, my senior year. Wow. So yes, my world was shattered. Um, I got out. It was the accident was January 13th of 1985. And I was in the hospital till March 3rd of wow. 85. And then I had to learn how to walk and talk. And I actually learned how to walk in time to go to my senior prom. Hmm. And uh, I walked to that. And then I was able, I had to make it my whole year when I got out of the hospital because I missed finals for the first semester. But I was able to have help from my brother, John, who wrote my um, homework for me because I was still paralyzed on the right side of my body. Oh, so, that's an yeah. awesome brother. Yeah. yeah. So I, I graduated on time um, and I walked to my senior prom. Thanks, James Kohler, for bringing me to prom my senior year. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's an incredible story. Graduating on time, making it to prom, despite all those obstacles. I feel like that's really foretelling almost, you know, Christina, the way that you have shown up through life, despite the challenges and obstacles thrown your way. Amen. I totally agree with you. Um, 
my my parents were vital in that recovery process. Um, they they actually um, slept in the chaplain's office while I was in my coma, and then in the morning they would come up to the to my room and hold hands with the chaplain and pray for me every morning. And um, they would take turns going home to shower and so forth. But they were huge, and they just had such a um, a positive outlook. When I was when I was in my coma, they actually told the hospital staff, "No, we want her good friends in here because they were part of her life, and we don't want to, you know, break that cycle." And um, they had uh, the uh, well, what were they back then? Um, it was like a Walkman. They had they would put it on me with the music I listened to, and yeah, yeah, smart parents. Yeah. And, and yeah, I would agree with you that that is vital. And isn't it something, the power of prayer? Yes. When, uh, is it, and, and you would know this, maybe Christina is, what is it when three or more of us get gathered together? Yes. That he's in there prayer? in our midst. Yes. And, and that is, that is the power of prayer. That's when miracles are created. Amen. You know, we have to, we have to let go and let God, you know, we get, yeah, we get so one. caught up in, in controlling our lives and God's going, you know, girl, I really got this. Just let me, let me, let me take the reins. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm learning that as I go through life, that that's so important. Incredible. So, so there's a few things I want to rehash out of that. Let's go. Your, your parents, you know, took turns praying or prayed together. They had your friends come. They had you listen to music that you loved during your coma with your friends surrounding you. Uh, they would take turns being there at the hospital, go home to shower and anything else that I'm missing. Cause all of that is well, just a powerhouse. Yes. One thing that they were very adamant about, they told all of my family who came to see me and anyone who came to see me in ICU Okay, you're to stand at the foot of Christina's bed. If you can't handle what you see, you have to come out. There should be no crying around her bed. It's you need to be positive. Oh. You talk to her just like she's awake, like you're at school with her or wherever, you know, whatever part of my life you were in. You just talk to her just normal. I had one of my uncles, my uncle Terry, he's my youngest uncle on my dad's side. He he was not able to come in because it was just too traumatic for him. Yeah. Well, that's but, brilliantly done and very intentional about their ask on the people who were in the room with you. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. And, it, and if you can't handle it, then, you know, handle it elsewhere. Right. Right. If you, if you want, can't you handle the energy heat, here, get out of the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Because the intent and purpose here is, is for healing. Absolutely. Oh, that's such a cool story. I mean, Thank I you. love that we started out that way. Thank you so much for sharing. Oh, that. absolutely. That's like the paramount of my life. You know, it's like the enemy, because I'm a Christian, the enemy wanted to take me out. And God's like, no, I got plans for this girl. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. So Thank you. during that time or after that time, that was when you, you met your husband, yes? Yes, yes. I met Michael at um, Pacific Christian College, which is now Hope University in Fullerton, California. 
And um, we met and we're friends. And then it quickly escalated into boyfriend, girlfriend. And then we took a trip over the summertime after we got out of school back to North Carolina. And uh, he proposed to me back there. And um, yeah. And and the rest is history. It is history. Yes. Well, my gosh, you know, you it sounds like you had such a quick recovery too. I, I mean, truly, I, I would say the the miraculous recovery because yes. if they said that you couldn't do this and you couldn't do that and you wouldn't have children, I too was told that I would not have children. So, you know, according to to what would be considered to societal norm, they are the yes. miracle children. Absolutely. You know, it was preordained by someone of authority, right? And, <laughs> Come on. Um, so <laughs> I understand that. I get that where, you know, things happen, even though you were told this is never going to happen. So you, you graduated high school and went on to be able to go on and think clearly and go through classes in college. Yes. I, College, I, I, I didn't graduate when it, once I met Michael. Actually, we moved back to North Carolina where I bought a home when we were on that trip that I got engaged on. Um, so I ended up leaving Pacific Christian College with my MRS degree, my Mrs. degree. And uh, <laughs> I, like I, actually, I, <laughs> I actually completed my bachelor's in Christian studies at Grand Canyon University in 2014. Okay. okay. I graduated summa cum laude and yes. That's awesome. I love, I love that those stories come into existence too, because I think when you become a young married parent, it's so often where you know, you're put into the position of the stay-at-home mom and you you forfeit your education or your learning. I mean, not in all cases, but in many cases right, we right, do, right? right? It's like, well, I had plans and intents to, to do this and accomplish right. these goals and dreams, and but now I have other things to concentrate on my children and my family. Which and I so, wouldn't give up for anything. Oh right. my goodness. Yes. Right. But I love that when you come back and you move forward after the children are to a point where they're really able to care for themselves, it's a time when you can start concentrating on yourself and moving forward in that way. Yeah. My, um, let's see, Nathan is 20. So he was, he was, not that old when I was doing my schooling, but it worked. I did it online. And, um, and for me, a lot of that was showing them that I could do it, that it was important, you know, that I wasn't going to just let it fall to the wayside, so to speak. Yeah. But it was important. And then I needed to show them that I could do an excellent job. Yeah, yeah, I think a nice thing too about when we come into going to school as you know more adult, yes. more uh, more educated with life, <laughs> right? Yes. And we kind of come into it with a better idea of what we truly are passionate about, what we truly want right. to learn more about, and how we want to show up in life. Right. Right. 
Yeah, I, I got my degree in Christian studies, which is somewhat of a generalized degree, but that's... Hello, everyone. Welcome to Candy Apple Advocacy, the podcast for parents who want to advocate for their children's education. I'm Jim Mallard, and I'm here with my wife, Tabby. We've been through the trenches of raising kids in the school system and know how tough it can be, but we also know how essential it is to advocate for your child and their education. That's why we started this podcast, to share our experiences and insights with other parents to help them become more effective advocates for their children. On this podcast, we'll talk about everything from general education, general school advice, the school choices you have available to you, different education styles, individualized education plans, 504s, and all those key terms that you've heard but don't know what they are. We'll talk to experts. We'll also talk to parents and hear their stories. We'll share our stories with you and give you tools you need to be a strong advocate for your child and yourself. Whether you're a new parent or have been in the game for a while, we invite you to join our community. Let's advocate together. That's where my anchor is. It's in my faith. Yeah. You know, and so I um, I heard it said recently that um, you don't, you don't want to operate from you. You want to operate from the Lord. So when you let, when you leave God in the driver's seat of your life and you're trusting in him and you're counting on him, then he's the one that's orchestrating it. But when you start operating out of your own person and out of your own ideas and ways, then you just took him, you just took God out of the driver's seat and you sat there and you're expecting him to do something that he can only do when he's driving, you know, when he's in full control. So that was a powerful statement that I've heard recently. And, um, and I'm doing my best to keep him in the driver's seat. I love that. And that is one of the hardest things to do. I, oh, yeah. I couldn't even calm down enough to accept the concept of <laughs> surrender until mm. recently, really, you know, my, my That's older awesome. adult years. And, yes. but when you start understanding that and you just allow and let be it, it let really opens, it opens up so many doors and possibilities. And not only that, but there's this peace that just, just floods over your body because that, you, you give it up. That's the, yes. the essence of surrender, right? Yes. It's that peace that passes all understanding. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to move into our first commercial. And when we get okay. back, I, I am excited to learn about your journey through marriage. Stay tuned when we get back. Thank you. Our lives were never the same after we learned our 21 year old daughter, Kristen, was murdered by her ex-boyfriend. It's a parent's worst nightmare. How much did we really know about domestic violence back then? Clearly not enough. Now we know plenty. We know domestic violence, or DV, can happen to anyone. One in three women suffer physical violence at the hands of intimate partners during their lifetimes. One in three. I'm Bill Mitchell, host of the When Dating Hurts podcast, and my interviews with DV counselors, law enforcement, and especially actual DV survivors give the pandemic of domestic violence the attention it deserves. 
the When Dating Hurts podcast. It's a series of lives being saved. Hello, everyone. I am Kim Jacobs, the host of The Kim Jacobs Show, and you all know who's right here with me, Dr. Les Brown. How are you, Dr. Brown? I'm blessed and highly favored. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the time you want to give yourself a competitive edge. If you got a message, you have some knowledge or experience, a story, or if you want to do something adventurous and exciting with your life that can increase your credibility, expose you to millions of people, I'm encouraging you to have your own talk show. I used to have a talk show. That one talk show catapulted me to another level. Now there are more people watching the internet, as you are aware, than television. Yes. Come on, somebody. That's right. Dr. Kim Jacobs, she trained people on how to have their own talk show. She will train you how to do that. And now with me working, partnering with her, now you have the combination of an audience, expansive audience. We have over 4 million people in all of our platforms and the coaching you need to grow your business, to grow your multi-level marketing organization, to draw more attention to yourself in this noisy economy. Go ahead, Kim. So in the training that I do, Les, I actually do a six-week training. It's one hour per week. And each week I meet with the individuals one-on-one, -on -one. We go through and we talk about all of the things that's necessary for a show to become a reality. We go from how to actually identify your focus area, what's going to be your ideal customer that's going to be tuning in. We'll talk about how to get guests, how to get sponsorship, how to go about getting your lighting, your branding, and your banners, and everything that you need to know. And guess what, Les? They right. own their own content at the end of the day. And that's exciting. Now, if you're ready to, to, to create a shift in your business and in your life and increase your cash flow, I want you to go to KimJacobsConsulting.com. It's right there on the screen. KimJacobsConsulting.com. You know, people say opportunity knocks on every door. Right. No. Opportunity stands by silently waiting for you to recognize it. So I want you to recognize that this is a time for you. This is an incredible time to have your own talk show. It establishes a level of credibility. Yes. And by being exposed to people on a regular basis, it allows you to strategically begin to impact and attract your audience. She can take you in a place in yourself that you can't go by yourself. So go to Kim Jacobs consulting.com. That's kimjacobsconsulting.com. Did I say kimjacobsconsulting.com? Yes, you did. Very good. Make sure you go there and sign up for the coaching and we're looking forward to working with you. You have something special. You have greatness within you. That's my story and that's Kim's story and we're sticking to it. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Welcome back. And the incredible Kim Jacobs was my coach and the infamous Les Brown hers. So I enjoy playing that commercial and giving a shout out to who, her and coming back to you, Miss Christina. Let's talk a little bit about your journey through marriage. You have a very 
specific goal that you want to empower women in marriage uh, and specifically in Christian marriages. And so let's talk a little bit about that. Okay. Um, I was 21 when we got married. And so I know you mentioned me speaking to 20-year-old wives. And my encouragement is to make sure that you start with open communication and that you have really strong foundational practices of praying together and that those don't get pushed out by other responsibilities or other mm. accomplishments, that those are the foundational um, pieces that I believe my own marriage um, waned over the years and we lost that connection. Now you, you, you were married for a, a while, right? How many years? It was 30, 33 years, 33 years. And so I brought up a beautiful picture. This dress is very unique <laughs> and special to you. It is. That's, that's my dream dress found in the pages of Vogue magazine in June <laughs> awesome. of 1985. And it is. No, I'm sorry, it was 1988. Stunning. It's stunning. Thank you. That picture was taken in the Church of Reflections at Knott's Berry Farm in Buena Park, California. Oh. Yep. So that was your was your wedding everything that you wanted, that you dreamed? Um, yes. It was. We actually changed venues because of the date. There was, we were going to get married in like a, a mission style home in, I don't know, maybe Laguna Beach or somewhere like that. But the dates were, didn't correspond when we were looking to get married. So we actually moved the date to November 26th, the weekend of Thanksgiving. And um, we got hitched at Knott's Berry Farm, California. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I, I do love that dress. I, I enjoyed when you told me the story of how you found it in the magazine of Vogue. And, you know, it was very intentional and very dreamy like. So I love that you created that for yourself and for that day. And so let's let's jump in a little bit about, you know, what was the journey like? 33 years is a very long time. And then you had those miracle babies, four of them. Yes, yes. I always said four and no more. That was it. <laughs> four and no more. I like that. Well, uh, you got you got, you know, at least both sexes, which is a nice thing yeah, to have. Yep. My boys are my bookends, and uh, I have Christian, is the my firstborn son, and then I have Ashley Marie, Faith, and Nathan's my baby. Mm, that's that's great. I have three daughters, so I did not get the any of the boys, although I have a, a stepson that I just absolutely adore and well, I call go. my own. Yeah, he, he, is, he is my boy. So yeah, that's awesome. I love that that was brought into my life. Absolutely. And yeah. So share a little bit about what what happened. What did you experience? <laughs> when, were, when was the you know, kind of the aha moments. Did you start noticing some rockiness early on towards the Ooh. middle, towards the end? Well, I, <laughs> I think it ha happened to me 
right off the bat when we were kind of reading through scripture and um, we were reading through, I think it was the book of Matthew, one of the gospels. And, and um, Michael had asked me to, to read, we read a, a passage of scripture and then he asked me to tell me what it said, how it spoke to me. And um, I'll just preference here that Michael was a Christian or he has been a Christian a lot longer than I was. I was a newer Christian at the time. So I told him what that said to me. And then he corrected me and said, oh, no, 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 that's not what it says. It says this. And so in hindsight, that probably was a, um, what I might call a red flag, but we had an adventure. We were, we moved many times across the country and around the United States. It was always pursuing God and where we felt God was calling us to, to be and what church to be involved with. And um, because we, when we got married at Knott's Berry Farm, we actually got married with, um, with a vineyard pastor, the Vineyard Christian Fellowship, which the, the original church was in um, Anaheim, California. It was John Wimber. We got married by one of his associate pastors, Todd Hunter. And, um, and so Michael had been a Christian a lot longer than I was. But we, um, so like I said, we had moved around the country. Um, Christian was actually born in Columbia, South Carolina. And Ashley was born um, several years after Christian in the same hospital by the same doctor's office, but, you know, years apart from other moves we had made out, out of the state and we came back. Um, so I had a little thing where I, I considered us gypsies for Jesus because we <laughs> moved so much, <laughs> um, which, yeah, it wasn't the most well-received. I was going to say that, that term I, I can't imagine <laughs> would be the most well-received. Uh, I just thought, I, I just I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah. I think it's funny. I think, you know, I like to have a sense of humor, Christina. So you know what? If you can't laugh at yourself and at life, then you know what? I don't know what you're gonna do. Absolutely. You're gonna have to get over yourself. You know, it's life is meant to be lived. It's not a spectator sport. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, let's let's move into COVID because COVID was this time period for so many people where we experienced something that, you know, none of us have ever experienced through our lifetimes, right? This dramatic worldwide shift and change. And, you know, we were on lockdown. We um, had to be sheltered in place. So it was this time period, not only of fear of the unknown, but we were with the people that we were with inside our homes where we had to do that shelter in place. Right. And so right. it was this time of total disruption. The daily norms are not happening. You know, we're not driving off to work like we normally do. Um, right. So we don't get the distance that we normally have. 
And there's all of these different emotions that are happening. And so we, it, it could either bring out the worst of us in us or the best in us, right? Or maybe <laughs> a little bit of both. Absolutely. So what was your experience during that time? Because you were still married during COVID and during the yes. lockdown and shelter in place. Well, funny thing you ask about COVID because Michael and I went on a cruise with um, some close friends in the church right at the start of COVID. So we were on this cruise and on at our last port, we were actually denied um, disembarkment because someone on our, they were concerned that someone on our ship had, might have COVID. So they, they didn't allow us to, um, to disembark. So we just kind of sat there for a little bit and then we turned around and went back to port in Florida. And when this happened, that was, that was like the beginning of COVID. And so we came back from that trip. Um, and I knew at that point that things weren't good for us in our marriage. I, I know that's a sensitive subject and it, it has been very challenging for so many people because, and, and primarily in relationships, we found out if our relationships were going to make it or if they weren't and, or very telling signs. And I feel that people who were in narcissistic, abusive relationships, what have you, you know, where they were a little more manipulated and controlled during that time period because they didn't have an out. There was no escape. And so, so much went on during that time in really understanding what relationships, who's going to stick with you and who's not. And it showed so many true colors, didn't it? It did. It did. Go ahead. Yeah, I, let's see, it was the, it was the summer of 2020. And um, yeah, that was a tough one. Um, I had uh, an altercation and, with my, with Michael and, um, that was one of the defining moments for me. And um, it was tough. And I, I shared with a couple of my kids and, um, and my, my youngest son, you know, asked me specifically, can you wait until I graduate mom? And I said, yes, absolutely. And, um, you know, I did my best to do that, but I had to step out of the home a little bit before that because I needed to process um, what I saw as an ambush that took place in my home in 2022, I guess. twenty. No, it was in 21. But, um, yeah, and... 
I didn't stand at the altar at November 26, 1988 to be where I am today. I never in my wildest dreams imagined that at 56 years old, I would be a single adult. Never. It never crossed my mind. And so this, this, is a, this has been a really hard thing to walk through, especially for my kids, because none of them asked for this. None of them wanted this. I didn't want it, but here I am. Well, you, your story, your sharing of your story is truly empowering others when they don't feel like they have the voice at the time. And, and that is why we do it. Right. And you have a TED talk that's coming out because you have this understanding of that and this realization of if I don't become vulnerable in that and stand up, then I can't. I can't be that for others. Right. Right. I know. I know. I mean, I know I'm broken and, um, you know, I know a marriage is about one person. It takes two people, you know, it's two people that come together and form one, one life. Um, so. Well, certainly know. Christina, you know, obviously, None of us as parents, we don't just decide to leave a relationship to try to, you know, break up the whole family. And and not that we don't have other people's experiences in mind and our children's experiences in mind. Of course we do. And I think that's why so many of us wait for so long where it's not always the healthiest thing to do. Right. When, right. when we wait because of the children or because of this, or because that wasn't what we intended when we set our vows, I think many, many people go into that thought concept and, and rerun it in their minds consistently and keeping them in the same spot. So right. it, it's what stops us from making the movement of change. So I wanted to bring in, um, a couple of the comments Manly said the God I believe in has a sense of humor. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, he does. And uh, he says, I know it's hard for kids. And that is an interesting perspective to ask you to wait until graduation. Uh, yeah. Totally. Totally. And as a parent, you know, I, I actually considered leaving several times over those 33 years and I was actually walked off the ledge by Michael to stay. And I'm not, I'm not upset that I stayed. You know, I, I, I still love him. I just can't do life with him right now. And he, he actually chose to close that door for reconciliation when he remarried three months after the divorce was final. And so my, um, I, I pray for them that God will strengthen their marriage, that God will, you know, fortify them and keep yeah. them together. I mean, I wish him the best. I really do. You know, I know a lot of people that go through divorce, they despise their spouse. And it's like, I spent three decades with this man. I have four kids with him. I had amazing memories that we did make. 
Yeah, it's you a know? it's a it's a bigger person who it doesn't go into the blame. Uh, Manly and I were just watching a little uh, insert on Tina Turner and her life. She had an interview. Uh, what an incredible woman and all that she went through. And you'll have to check out her life story because she absolutely got, got great ones and so empowering. But what she said was, uh, "I had a hard life." I had a really hard life, but I didn't blame anyone for it. Right. So very powerful. Well, very powerful. I'll and, just bring in some scripture, Romans yeah. eight twenty eight, that all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So as I walk forward, that's my, that's my desire is just yeah. to be used according to his plan. Absolutely. Manly says modeling healthy behavior required that change. And you are so brave. Thank you, Manly. Thank you. I love that. So yeah, you, you made the jump, you made the move. I did. And I want to bring in a few photos. So we saw the wedding and what a beautiful dress. Thank you. And then we, we have this photo. You want to tell us a little bit about this particular photograph? <laughs> well, this is actually the last photo of my family, all those who lived in our home at the time. My oldest son and his wife and two sons were not in the picture because they lived in Tulsa. But, um, but yeah, this is our last family picture together before I left. And what is significant about this photo? You you brought it up to me. Do you want to oh, share that with the audience? Well, if if you notice, I'm on the far left and on the far right is Michael. So we're not even connected. Yeah. So th this is just kind of telling of what the energies were like during the time. This is towards the end. You didn't feel like you had very much closeness or connection any longer. And you felt that this photo really was telling of that. Yes. Yeah. And I love this photo. I love this photo too. <laughs> this was um, last year. And this was on my trip to Rochester to see my baby girl, Faith, on the far left. I got to see her graduate with her associates mm. and we went to, um, we went bowling and we played uh, shuffleboard or something else. I don't remember, but it, this is faith on the far left, then Ashley, Nathan, and then mommy, me. Yeah. That's a great photo. The babes. Yes. And this is a recent photo of myself with Karen Miller. She's my former mother-in-law she actually, we moved together here from Tulsa and she lives across the pond from me here in an apartment across the way. Oh, so she's she, very close to you. Yes. Wow. She's, she's a very important part of my life. Oh, I love her that's so much. Beautiful. Yeah. Both of my parents have been gone for many years. My mom died when I was 26 oh, and then wow. my, my, my dad died in I think 2007. Wow. Well, goodness, Christina, I didn't know that part of the story. Yeah. And because, you know, they had such a beautiful impact on you in, in the healing process after that accident. And so I didn't realize that you had lost your mother not far 
after that. I mean, that's well, no Christian. My oldest, years. my oldest son was, it was just before his second birthday. So, um, this woman has really stepped in to be that, that mother figure for you. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. It's sweet, really special. This was a recent um, trip that I took Christian's family to um, Savannah, Georgia. And one of the biggest things that's just happened the last this last week is um, you'll see um, Christian is walking with Oliver, my five-year-old grandson, and Tabitha's got Theodore, Teddy. He's two. And um, Oliver calls me Gigi. Oh, it's just, it just captures my heart every time. Excuse me. This past week, Teddy just started calling me Gigi oh. randomly. It was like, ah. yeah, so, that yeah. feels good. That, yes, it does. Oh, that feels so good. Yeah. That was a really special trip. That's me. That is you. Sadly enough, I actually left that hat in the room we stayed in. And so <laughs> it was meant for this. It was. Order. It was. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Absolutely. And yeah. so what what I liked and why we're showing this is because this is you after the divorce. This is you being, you know, the new you, the single you moving forward. And considering that this photograph is very powerful. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. This is, this is my future. This is Absolutely. your future. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I can't wait. <laughs> so how did, you know, I know that you're, you're working on this Ted talk and you have yet to do it. Um, the locations yet to be determined. How did you end up doing this picture and with who, what, what inspired you, Christina, to do a TED talk initially? Initially, I saw something by Connor, by, by Taylor, um, on Instagram or face. I don't remember where, but it was a program to help you, um, formulate and land a TED talk. And so I signed up. And one of the people that are, is a mentor is Elina yeah. Fernandez. And yep, so Elina Fernandez. Yes. So yes, she is amazing. The yeah. positive mom. Uh -huh. Yes. <laughs> so she, um, her daughter was going to speak at the Alexander park TEDx event. And so it's, it, it was in Georgia. I'm like, I'm going to be there. I'm going to meet you at this event. And so I did, I went to the event, I got to meet them and it was an amazing opportunity. And then from that, then Elina put together the Ted, Ted, Ted talks mm -hmm. in Fort Worth. And that's where I met you, April. That is. And that was such an amazing opportunity as well. And so that brings us here. Yes. Yeah. You know, all things work together for good. They yes, do. Ah, that, that is so cool. We're going to move into our second commercial. And when we get back, we're going to talk about the what's next for you, Christina. Ooh, let's Stay go. Tuned. With key ingredients supported by over 80 clinical trials, 
The exclusive formulation of the Bella Grace Collagen Elixir is changing lives everywhere. Ingesting collagen peptides alone is not very helpful. This is where most collagen products fall short and where Bella Grace changes everything. Unlike other collagen products, the Bella Grace Collagen Elixir controls the gene switches which activate collagen creation and disables the enzymes that break down the matrix. Bella Grace Collagen Elixir contains Verisol, the world's best and most clinically studied form of collagen. These elite collagen peptides influence the skin's collagen metabolism directly from the inside. Nature's most powerful antioxidant. 6,000 times more potent than vitamin C, Astoreal Astaxanthin prevents the activation of gene switches that drive inflammation and activates the gene switch responsible for cellular repair and longevity, forming bridges across cell membranes, protecting them from free radical attack. Amazonian Cat's Claw suppresses the enzymes that degrade collagen and our skin matrix caused by oxidants and inflammation. It simply turns the switch off. The world's most studied collagen, plus activating the genes that make collagen, plus switching off the genes that break down collagen, has resulted in something the world has never experienced. The Bella Grace Collagen Elixir. Start your 30-day Bella Grace Challenge today. can find out more about Bella Grace in the description below. And coming back to you, Christina, and thank you so much, first off, for sharing your powerful story, for being so vulnerable in sharing so many detailed pieces. And I, I would love to know definitely where you're going to go from here and what is next for you. Okay, well... To start off, I kind of want to go back just a little bit. I yeah. need to, I need to empower women that are watching this. Please, when you get married, do not lose yourself. It's so easy to lose ourselves in our spouse, in their whatever they're doing or being, and then it's another thing we get lost in is um, being a mom. Um, and those are important. Why being a wife and being a mom, those are callings and those are important aspects of your life. But you can't let that overpower your individual person because before you were married, you were who you were born to be. So, like I was, I'm I'm Christina. I'm always going to be Christina. And when I was married um, to Michael. In a sense, I kind of lost my individuality in that married person. And then and then I don't and then it got taken up too in being a mom, which those are two important things that you take on when you say those vows at the altar, you know, because you know that being married has that opportunity 
to be a mom and, and a dad and all that good stuff. But it's so important that you retain your individuality because yeah, not lose yourself. Absolutely. That is yeah. so paramount um, to your journey because whether, which I pray that none of you that listening has to go through the process of divorce, but if, if it happens, then you have to reinvent yourself. You have to redefine your destiny, you know, because now you're faced with being a single woman again. You know, that was not in my plans. Not in the but, card. <laughs> you but, didn't think. But guess what? Yeah. Well, I think another powerful thing is to mention is that we're always redefining ourselves. And when Absolutely. we come into these times of life that are so altering and they, they shake up our worlds completely yes. to really know and understand that we can always change the identity. And it's easy to have this identity crisis when the world is shaken. If we lose someone, there's a, there's a death, there's mourning, there's, yes. you know, divorce, there's all of the things and the relationships are now shifted and you're doing your daily life is not what it used to be. And so of course it's going to shake you up and it's going to make you question, who am I? <laughs> and at the same time, we have the power to change that. Yes. And you yes. know, that change is constant. Yes. Yeah. Yes. My encouragement is never put the keys to your future in anyone else's pocket. Ooh, that's a good one. Yes. Can you say that again? That's great. Yes. Never put the keys to your future in somebody else's pocket. Very good. Powerful. Another one is, I call it the flight attendant mentality. First, you have to secure your mask before helping other passengers. So. Oh, yeah. You know, and as parents, that's, mm. a, that's another big one, big lesson learned, right? Because yes. I think that we especially as mothers, we jump to want to serve our children to do whatever right. we can for them right. all the time. And, you know, just like you had your son say, Hey, just wait, mom, just wait, you know, well, really, is that what's right for everyone? Let's get a big picture here. And, and it's difficult to do that. Very difficult, right. especially as a parent. Right. So, uh, mainly made another comment. He said, I think that was worth repeating to thine own self be true. Yes. Yes. Cause you ultimately are who you're accountable for. You know, you're not accountable for anybody else, but you when it comes down to it. So right. that is so important. So I want to make sure that everybody knows where to find you. For sure, too. So I have on the screen your website, and yes. I love the title, Redefining Destiny. It's very, very cool, very fitting. And it's www.redefiningdestiny.com. That's R-E-D-E-F-I-N-I-N-G-D-E-S-T-I-N-Y.com. And for those of you who are watching the replay or you're listening to the, the audio aspect, you can find all of these details and more in the description below. Wonderful. 
So Christina, again, thank you so much for sharing. Is there anything else that you want to share with the audience I, today? I have a mentor course that's available online. It's an eight-week course with a four-week follow-up to help you, empower you to um, realize your self-worth, to rediscover your identity, and to redefine your destiny. I am here for you. I want to help you to get to wherever it is God's called you. Thank oh. you so much, April, for having me today. My pleasure. It's, it's truly been a joy to have you share your story with others. So many people need to hear it. And thank you again for being on the Wellness Driven Life Show. And I want to let the audience know again, goodbye for now, and we will see you later. Bye.